Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. The first Monday episode of February with our short month. I still, to this day, I should know this as a history major. I don't, I always forget why there's only 28 days in February. So someone could like leave it on like the, there's like a questionnaire if you listen on Spotify, which I know a lot of you don't do because I know the stats. But if you do listen on Spotify, there's like a little Q&A section. Or if you want to like DM me on Instagram at the growth mindset gal, like why February has 28 days. If you like Google it, I don't feel like Googling it right now. <laughs> so if you, if you want to do that and give me the answer, I would uh, greatly appreciate it. And I wanted to announce the uh, giveaway winner is Miss Allie Johnson. So thank you so much for everyone who entered the two-year anniversary giveaway. I appreciate all your love and support, and I'm glad of all the lessons that you guys have been learning about. A lot of you said reclaiming your power was a big one. A lot of you was doing a better self-care. A lot of it was giving yourself more grace. So I'm so happy that you guys are listening and learning and really taking away lessons because that's the whole point of this podcast it's the reason i create it and if you're new here thanks for joining us i am ali brooke i am a social studies teacher in new york city on a mindset journey um i've been on a mindset journey for a few years now and then i've i struggle with anxiety and i started seeking therapy and reading self-development books and listening to a self-help podcast just like this one and decided to also share my own journey and hopefully I can help others along the way. And I've been having amazing guests on. I've recently had uh, Donna Franklin, Luann Jardine, and Talia Cruzy. And I enjoyed talking with them so much. It was so much fun to have those conversations with them. And so if you want to be a guest on the Growth Mindset Gal podcast, it's open to everybody. There is a link in the show notes. And so just fill out the show notes and then I usually respond to you via email. So if you're interested in hopping on the pod and having a conversation with me, I would love to talk to you guys. So you can fill out that form if you want to be a guest on the pod. So again, thank you so much for Allie Johnson for entering the giveaway and sharing her lesson and tagging me in her story about her favorite episodes. And just thank you so much for the support. It means the world. So a heavy shout out to Allie. I also thought it was very funny and ironic that her name is also Allie. <laughs> so um, I hope you enjoy your $25 Starbucks gift card. Have coffee on me for a week. Enjoy. Get anything you want. Spoil yourself. Treat yourself. You deserve it. And so with this episode today, it's a solo dolo. Hi, guys. <laughs> I missed you. How's it going? So um, a little bit of life updates because I haven't really been able to do it with the last two episodes because we had guests on. So a little bit of life update. I'm officially Chase's godmother. He had his baptism a couple of weeks ago. He was so cute. It was so fun. So I'm officially a godmother. Hello. And um, recently as well, I've been going on the job search because Nate and I will be moving upstate th um, this summer. We booked a pa two, actually, two apartment tours um, during my February break. And so I am really excited to check out those two apartment complexes. And I'm really excited to jump into the new chapter of my life. And it's so exciting and nervous at the same time. But I've been doing a little job hunting, a little uh, resume refurbishing, if you will. I had to blow dust off the resume because it's been six years <laughs> since I've updated my resume. And it's all about a new transition of life. It's scary. It's exciting. Um, Nate and I have been talking about it a lot and just the goals that we want to set, the life that we want to build upstate. So that's kind of where we are with the life updates. And I'm just here really taking in and showing gratitude for living on Long Island all my life, but also the excitement 
of moving somewhere new and realizing there's more to the world <laughs> than Long Island. I know as a fellow Long Islander, that might be hard to hear that there's more to the world than Long Island, but there is. And I want to see what's out there. So it is definitely scary because I have to go on a job search and go on interviews again and I haven't been on an interview <laughs> in six years. But um, you guys will be here for that journey and kind of be with me through the process of applying and going on interviews and finding a new job up there and just a new transition of life. And I'm excited for you guys to go on that journey with me. And hopefully if you need to make a change in your life, whether it be where you live, who you live with, your job, any of those things, hopefully my story and my journey can inspire you as well. So for today's episode, I am bringing back the Gabrielle Bernstein book, Super Attractor Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. I'm bringing her back. Love Gabby Bernstein. And I'm going to link the book in the show notes like I did last time. So if you're interested in the book, I highly recommend. It was such a good read. And while I was reading it, I just felt just very calm and serene and just like relaxed and everything she was saying like made sense and I didn't you know it wasn't boring either because I know some self-development books can get a little boring and preachy and you're like I don't know if this resonates with me but her books are just very down-to-earth and calming so if you're looking for a self-development book Gabby Bernstein is your way I've, I've read now three of her books so I highly recommend her for a self-development book um, vibes so today I'm going to be talking about the seven mindset patterns that are blocking your alignment and blocking your flow with the universe. And I'll be taking excerpts from her book and also kind of putting in my own experience and own spin on it. So because when I read this portion of the book and I actually put a post on my Instagram, which is at the growth mind scale, if you want to follow, um, if you haven't already done so. I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago, and so I want to make a full-fledged podcast episode about to really go into deeper details about these seven mindset patterns that are blocking your flow and alignment with the universe. So here we go. All right, friends, so let's dive into it. So these are the seven mindset patterns that are blocking you from your flow and your alignment from the universe. Block number one, believing in lack. If you harbor feelings, so this is from Gabby Bernstein's book, if you harbor feelings of not being enough or not having enough, you expend a lot of effort trying to prove to the world that you are enough. All that effort blocks the flow of the universe. When we spend our energy trying to prove ourselves to the world, we lose track of feeling good because we're trying so hard to feel good enough. The constant attempts to feel good enough comes off as needy energy. This low-level energy repels the things you want. It repels the support of other people. It repels your own creative ideas. And it repels inspiration from the universe. Like, hello. Yes. So I think, just to put my own spin on it, this constant need of being enough creates this very people pleasing and needing mentality where my identity and my needs are going to be put into a box based on what other people expect and need from me and in order to feel enough and feel worthy and feel value in this world i need to have other people's approvals and be enough for people but what about being enough for yourself being good enough for yourself we have this strong like need to feel enough and be enough right and then when we don't feel enough we spiral into this very dark shadowy place but what's the true think about it what's the true definition of being enough like who said that who who made the rules of this is what it means to be enough is there an actual definition or is it a fake definition created by the environment that you grew up in? Maybe being enough meant never causing any trouble. Maybe being enough was being the quiet, good kid. Maybe being enough was being the smart one. Maybe being enough was the one always taking care of others in the family. Perhaps being enough was the one that was always agreeable never didn't do any conflicts was not confrontational was not aggressive 
just quiet, polite, and never spoke up for yourself and what you truly believed in because you were afraid to quote unquote, stir the pot. And then all of a sudden you're in your 20s, early 30s, and you feel very lost because for the majority of your life, you haven't been living for yourself. You've been living for others because you want to be enough up. You can't enjoy your creative side because that's not acceptable because that's not going to lead you to a good job. Like if you wanted to be, you know, an artist, you love drawing as a kid, but your parents always shot down that creative ability because what are you going to do with drawing? You can't make any money from that. Isn't it funny now that we live in a world of the internet and people can literally make anything on the internet and sell it and make a good amount of money? Hmm. Isn't that interesting? The world changes. Shouldn't our expectations of how our life is supposed to be also change with it? Or you love singing or you love playing an instrument, right? Well, not everyone can be a Broadway star. Not everyone can be a singer. Not everyone can become a pop star. That's not enough. So you needed to go find something else that would make you be enough. Maybe you enjoy building things from scratch baking things from scratch. And you were told these were silly little hobbies, your little workshop, your little bakery, that's never gonna happen. But now people build things and they can sell them on Facebook Marketplace. People open up little bakeries all the time now. Or even so, I know plenty of people, cause my sister had all these, the weddings, the baby showers, bridal showers of people literally making beautiful cookies for a shower from just their home and making money from it because that's the world we live in now you are enough with your creative hobby but when we were little we were shunned away because that's not a stable job that's not stability that's not what's going to get you far in life you need to work in a cubicle on a computer for 40 hours a week and fluorescent lighting and be quiet, put your head down and do your work. That way you can have benefits and live a stable life and work until you're about 65 and have maybe 10 to 15 years to live a life you really wanted. Because you're afraid of not being enough. It's a wake up call. I mean, I'm having a wake, wake up call now where I'm like, well, if I'm moving upstate, I need to have like a teaching job, like a public school teaching job, which I would like. That's definitely still the best case scenario. But I'm like, well, what are what are my other options, though? I'm moving upstate. I can get, um, you know, an educational remote job of some sort, maybe, um, or an instructor coordinator, be a curriculum developer, work for an ed tech company. There are so many outlets that I can use my education degree, but just not in the same form of teaching if I can't get a teaching job when I move upstate. And then there's also, well, what if you can't find a job? Are you still going to move upstate? And it's like, that fear of not being enough and having everything set in place to even make a transition that I want. But then I had to think to myself, is this something you really want? Like moving up state, is this something I really want to do to start a brand new future, a new chapter in my life? And the answer is yes. So I'm going to keep my mind open to any types of jobs, whether it be a public school teaching job, whether it be tutoring, whether it be um, a remote job, so on and so forth. So I don't keep myself in a box and not care if people are like, well, what if you don't have a job by the time you want to move upstate? And I say, no, I'm going to have a job. And even if I don't, I'll take that step when I get to it, but I'm enough where I am to move upstate. And I shouldn't be afraid of that transition because I fear of the expectations not being enough to where I should be based on what other people think. So sit with that for a little bit. Sit with that. Block number two, thinking there's not enough to go around. Gabby says, the idea there's not enough to go around is a pervasive fear 
In this fear state, we struggle to get what we want and take pride in our overachiever behavior. We believe we have to get as much as we can before someone else takes it. We imagine zero-sum situation in which there's only so much to go around. This mentality, while it might spur us into action, can just as likely paralyze us. Many people avoid taking action on their desires because they fear the potential for disappointment. When you believe there's a limit to abundance and joy, you may avoid trying altogether. Block number two, man. That's a big one. That's a huge one that there's not enough to go around. We live in this scarcity mindset. I can't create a podcast because there's thousands of other podcasts out there. Who on earth is going to listen to me? Or I want to start my own business or perhaps a side hustle, but everyone else is also doing that on the internet. There's not enough room for me. Or you want to open up a shop. You want to open up a boutique. But you're like, there's so many other boutiques out there. Who's going to come into my shop? Who's going to buy my drawings on Etsy? So many people already do that. Who's going to buy from me? So many people are creating, you know, graphic tees and merch and things like that. Who's going to buy from me? But guess what? That fear mentality is actually blocking you from the flow of abundance. Again, you're a mirror with the universe. You conspire with the universe. The universe is here to guide you on a great path. And you keep blocking it because you are afraid of doing what you would love to do that would make you happy because you're afraid of, oh, well, so many other people are doing that. You know how many companies are started that do the same exact thing that are now multi-million dollar companies? Can we just take a look at the tech companies? Can we take a look at there's Apple? There is Samsung, there is Google, there is Amazon with their tech. Like think of like the the home helpers, like there's the um, Amazon Alexa, right? I think it's called Google Home, there's Apple Home. They all do the same thing where you go, hey, so-and-so, play me a song. They all do the same thing, Apple, Amazon, Google, take a look at phones. They all do the same thing, but from different companies. Even look at cell phone service, Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, Sprint. Is Sprint even still a thing? I may have just aged myself a little bit. But think about it. These are multi-million dollar companies. And you think that they're like, hmm, I shouldn't create another billion dollar tech company because there's so many other people doing that. There's companies already out there. Who's going to buy from me? Think about it. There's also a saying, and it kind of has to do more with relationships, but there's, it says that it's um, like there's a lid for every pot. But that also goes for consumers. If you want to be selling things or selling a service, that goes also for consumers and clients. There's a lid for every pot, you guys. So, for example, they, there are, let's take you guys, my growth mindset gang, for example. You know how many other podcasts there are out there talking about the same thing about mindset and wellness? You know how many thousands of other podcasts? I mean, I, I listen to plenty of them by myself alone. And yet, you're listening to me right now in your car, you work out, maybe you're on your hot girl walk, cooking, whatever you're doing. You're listening to me right? Why? Because perhaps you resonated with me. That's great. That's what I want. Kindred spirits. But if you think about it, if I was like, you know what, I don't want to make a podcast because everyone, there's so many people making podcasts right now. You wouldn't be sitting here listening to me. And let me tell you, based on what the giveaway told me, you guys have been learning great lessons from here. And think about all those lessons lost if I didn't start this podcast for you guys to listen to. I mean, that's an example right within itself. There's plenty of room for everyone. Plenty of room. We're taught from a young age about this scarcity mindset from when we're in school that everything's like, like everything needs to be a competition and not everyone can be in the same spot. Not everyone can be on the same team. We're not collaborating and it's isolating. And so when we have an idea, we get scared of the risk because we're afraid that, well, so many other people are doing it. Why should I even try? Because there's someone out there that is going to benefit heavily from 
whatever you want to create. Block number three, speaking of competitiveness, if that's a word, right? Block number three, comparing ourselves to others. A big block to our super attractor power is when we compare ourselves to others. At some point, we are all guilty of this behavior and it's understandable. All we have to do is open a social media app for a constant stream of opportunities to compare. Your inner voice of fear likes to use comparison to stop you from claiming what you desire. That fear-based voice wants to keep you safe, playing small and minimizing perceived risk. But you lose your power to attract when you compare. Straight from Gabby's book. Now, I love another quote about comparison. Comparison is a thief of joy from good old Teddy Roosevelt, one of my favorite U.S. presidents. And that's it, folks. Comparison is the thief of joy. You stop yourself from the love and flow of the universe when you compare yourself to others. And again, it's a learned habit. We learn from a young age to compare ourselves to our siblings and our family members, compare ourselves to our classmates. And now we can't even escape because now we compare ourselves on social media, right? You wake up, you get on Instagram and TikTok and compare, compare away. And we're all guilty of it, right? We all do it. It's human. We do it. And it's okay to do a little comparison. It's natural. But what do you do with that comparison? Do you let it limit you or does it inspire you? Because you can compare yourself to someone else. Maybe someone that you follow on Instagram recently started um, their own clothing line, right? Where they make their own merch, if you will. My friend Jenna, she actually does that. And it's, it's so great. I've talked about her before on the podcast. And she creates these great designs. You know, she presses on the designs. She presses them on t-shirts and sweatshirts and mugs. She does all these really cool things. She sells them on Etsy. And it's amazing. It's so cool. And I remember looking at it and being like, dang, I wish I wish I could do that, which I can, you know. It's definitely something I'm still open to with creating merch, perhaps for the podcast. It's still open, it's in there. But it wasn't like, oh, like there was envy and jealousy. It was like, wow, I hope one day that I can do something like Jenna because it's so creative, it's so cool. I love the products that she makes. So it's okay to compare, but maybe compare to leads to inspiration rather than envy and jealousy. Because everyone has something to offer. Everyone has a skill and a talent to offer to this world. And it's okay to compare, but what's not okay is to let the comparison limit you and make you fearful and degrade yourself and degrade your talent. Because when you compare and you say, oh, I'll never be as good as her. I'll never be as pretty as her. I'll never be as funny as her. I'll never get the attention that she gets. You're telling the universe not to send those things to you. The universe is like, all right, she's telling me she can't be like any of those things. So I'm not going to send it her way. The universe, again, like I always say, is a mirror. So you're blocking yourself from that amazing possibility of starting a business, creating a YouTube channel, creating an Etsy shop, starting a side hustle, whatever that it is, because you're letting fear lead you rather than curiosity and inspiration. So if you're gonna go on social media and look at other people doing great things that perhaps you wanna do, maybe instead of getting jealous and envious or self-doubt, be like, hmm, I wanna be like her one day. And then maybe look up. How can I be like her one day? What can I do? What's the starting ground for creating a side hustle? What's the starting point for creating a YouTube channel? Hmm? Block number four, the need to win at the expense of having fun. Gabby says, the universe is an all-inclusive stream of abundance and there's enough for everyone. When we become competitive, we cut off the stream of abundance. The fear of losing or the need to win is really another form of lack, one that implies a scarcity. Many people pride themselves on their competitive nature, but it can create resistance. They make their happiness and sense of success dependent on winning. Even when it comes to healthy competition, a shift in perception can be very valuable. 
So here's a big one. This also is heavy with like a learning process where you think in order to be good at something, you need to be the best. You need to be the winner. But that takes away all the fun out of it. I love making these episodes with you guys, whether I'm solo, whether I'm interviewing a guest, I have so much fun doing it. Am I the top 10 podcast on Apple Podcasts? Sure ain't. May never be. That's fine by me. I'm not trying to be the best podcaster out there. I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Same thing with teaching. Am I a pretty good teacher? I think so. My observations also say so. But am I the best teacher in the entire world or even in my school? No. And that's okay. I enjoy teaching, doing what I'm doing. Okay? It's okay to do things and not be the best as long as you enjoy it, right? It's okay to take cooking classes and not because you want to become a master chef, but because maybe you just enjoy cooking and you want to learn a better skill. Same thing even in school. Sometimes they give assignments for kids just to do, just, you know, it's a part of the learning process. And they go, is this going to be graded? And I go, no. And they're like, then why are we doing it? I'm like, because not everything needs to be graded, right? Not everything needs to have a grade. Not everything needs to be won. Sometimes you just do activities to do them and help you grow as a person. Not everything needs to be graded. But we expect things to always give us a trophy and outcome. But that's not real life. Okay? Sorry, I had to take a sip of my water. I had a lot of veggie straws. <laughs> They're salty and I'm like dying of thirst over here. Anywho, you can do things. Listen, very listen, listen, listen. You can enjoy doing things without being the best. You can go to dancing classes because you want to learn how to dance. You can be a ballroom dancer. No, but it's fun. You can go to workout classes to learn a new workout skill and just enjoy working out. Do you have to be the best in the class? No, you don't. You can do things just to enjoy them. And you know, healthy competition is good. Competition is a motivator. But I think now we are just way too competitive, where instead of cheering on others for their wins, we get angry, we get jealous. How could we get past them? How could we be better than them? And we see their failures as our success. And like, that's just such a sad, lonely perception of life, where if someone does well, you should be happy for them because it's raising the vibes of whatever your situation is. You should be happy for people that are happy. And doing competition to really increase your productivity is good in a healthy amount. But if you see everything as a competition, every conversation, every relationship, every job, every activity as a competition, people are going to get tired of it. And you're going to get tired of it because it's an exhausting way to live your life. Block number five, fearing rejection. Gabby says, I've witnessed many people deny their dreams due to fear of rejection. The idea of being rejected can be paralyzing. Many of us have come to see rejection as a form of humiliation or defeat. However, there is another way to view it. I've learned to see rejection as a form of protection. I trust that when something doesn't work out the way I planned, it's because there's something far greater in store for me. That's a big one. This is a huge one. I talked about this heavily um, in episode 36 on the first steps towards a growth mindset, I believe. It's one of my top episodes. That's why I know it by heart, guys. (laughs) Um, And and if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it or re-listen to it. Where this is the core of the growth mindset is learning that rejection is a redirection rejection is protection where if you get rejected from your dream school if you get rejected from your dream job you get rejected from a relationship it's because you don't know this but it's because it's for the best that school was not for you that job was not for you that person was not for you everything in this life is a redirection or a protection and I think I, the the image always comes to my mind, and I'm sure you guys have probably seen this. Like it's a meme on the internet, 
and it's a little girl she's holding a teddy bear and then i think it's jesus um kneeling in front of her and he has a big huge teddy bear behind his back and she goes but jesus i love this one and he was like but i have something better right because she's holding on to like a smaller teddy bear and he has the big huge teddy bear behind him he's crouching he's hiding it and that's what i always think of when i think of rejection as a redirection where you might enjoy the life that you're living right now but there's better in store for you so whenever something doesn't work out the way you wanted it to you can be upset that's fine be upset but pause and be like there's something better for me coming my way. And I'm grateful for the redirection because everything that does work out for you, everything that does come your way is because it was supposed to. All in divine timing, guys. Block number six, having a need more mentality. Do you ever feel, as Gabby says, as though you've achieved a goal, you immediately have to move on to the next one, not feeling complete in the moment of achievement. Do you keep reaching towards the next goal? The need more mentality is another form of lack. It suggests that you may be looking for something outside yourself to feel complete rather than trusting in your completeness now. The outside search for success, accomplishment, and approval is an addictive pattern that keeps us out of alignment with the universe. So having a need more mentality, okay? It, it shows you're lacking gratitude. And it's okay to be chasing and climbing and working towards a goal, but you also gotta appreciate where you are and how hard you've already worked. And where like you've, done and you reached your goal you're like okay where's what's the next point and you can't just like enjoy the accomplishment that's because i think of the system that we live in a very capitalistic um form of thinking of what's next what's next what's next where you can't just enjoy of how far you come we do that a lot of with material things as well okay i have the iphone 13 okay when's the iphone 15 coming out i'm gonna get that right this need more constantly i need more approval i need to keep going in uh, my my job you know climbing that corporate ladder things like that it's okay to enjoy the accomplishments that you have it's and it's great to create more goals but if you constantly need to be achieving something it's because you're constantly looking for approval from the external you do these accomplishments so you get praises from the external. That means that you have not given yourself praise internally. Where you constantly need to be productive. You can't stand still. You constantly need to be working. You can't just enjoy sitting and being unproductive and living in the moment. Because you fear that if you don't, if you're not productive, you don't have value. We've talked about this before, guys. And when you constantly have on your brain, I need to be productive, I need to be productive, you're not allowing the universe to show you the opportunities. Because when you're in the go, 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 you're not in the present. And it's only in the present when you're paused, you're in the rest and digest and not the fight or flight. And that's when you're able to open yourself up to the universe communicating with you and realizing the opportunities that are laying right in front of you. Last but not least, block number seven, the fear of being judged. Gabby says another big block to your super attractor power is the emphasis on what others think. I've seen this block reveal itself in many of my friends and students. My students have big dreams of sharing their spiritual work in the world. They see themselves writing books, speaking on stages, and spreading empowering lessons in their own unique ways. But the fear of being judged holds them back. They tell me that their family and friends don't believe in their career path or dreams. My response is, and guys, I love this, listen to this. My response is, the only reason they don't believe in it is because you still don't. I'm going to read that one more time, one more time. The only reason they don't believe in it is because you still 
don't. Boom. Like, I'm just going to lay the book down on my desk. That's it. You fear other people's judgments because you don't fully believe in yourself. Because when you truly, like a hundred, a hundred percent believe in yourself, you don't care what other people think. Whether it's a career move, whether you're moving to a new city, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your wardrobe, whether it's your hobbies, whatever that it is, as your person, as your identity, you care about what other people think because that's what drives you to believe in yourself. And when people shoot you down on an idea that you had and you absorb that and care and that creates fear so you don't do it, you didn't believe yourself in the first place. Because if you believed in yourself, you would be like, that's great, that's your opinion, but I know I can be successful at this and I'm gonna do it anyway. That fear of judgment holds us so tight because again, it's an external thing. We want to get external approval because we believe external approval is that stone approval where for some reason along the way, we forgot to listen to ourselves and what we believe in, what we know, what we are confident in. Because when we grow up, you know, when we're young, we're very like, decisive and like yes no that's not like think about toddlers like they know what they want <laughs> they know the foods they want to eat they know the activities they want to do the people they want to be around toddlers know very decisive and all of a sudden we lose that along the way hey growth mindset gang Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm your anxiety and your stress because you guys know 
we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy the services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Think about it. Why do we lose it? Why do we become so indecisive? The more we grow up, I feel like it should be the opposite. We become more decisive because we know more and more who we are as we get older. But the older we get, the less decisive we get, the more indecisive we become. And we're constantly asking other people for their point of views and their approval to do something. And I'm, and it drives me insane because you know what you want. You know what you want. Don't even, don't, don't give me anything. I'm being real with you. I'm keeping it a buck. Okay. You know what you want. You know the job you want to do. You know the activities you enjoy, the people you want to be around, the place you want to live. You innately know all these things. But you don't take action towards some of those because you're afraid of what other people are going to say. You're going to be afraid of their judgment. You're going to be afraid of their disapproval. So that keeps you not speaking out about what you want because you're afraid of people's reactions. And now you're sitting here and you're burnt out and you're stressed and you're upset. When you're burnt out, you are out of alignment because you are not living your true, authentic life. Yes, life is going to be hard in many seasons and many seasons will be exhausting, but being burnt out, it, there's a difference. Being burnt out means that you are not aligned with where you are. And your subconscious knows it and your body knows it. But the ego in your brain doesn't want to give it up. Because think about when you're burnt out, you're tired, you're exhausted, you have brain fog, you don't have a lot of motivation. You're tired and I said you're tired already, <laughs> but that's how that's really what encompasses being burned out and you're not excited for things anymore. You dissociate, um, you isolate because your your body's trying to tell you something that you're out of alignment with what you're doing. And so the minute you finally voice your true desires all of a sudden you have all of this energy you have this motivation comes back to you it does like for example with me moving upstate it's something i want to do i'm the only block is really finding a new job that's really the only thing that's like scary to me because finding an apartment no problem i want to move upstate nate's family lives upstate so we have people so on and so forth it's really finding a job and my family constantly brings up, well, what if you don't have a job? What if you don't have a job? Are you still going to stay in, in, um, in Long Island in your, in your apartment that you live in? It's a nice big apartment. Why don't you just stay there? You know, if you can't find a job right away, what if you can't find a job? Are you going to stay here? And even if you don't find a job right away, you have this apartment so you can stay here, right? You're not going to move if you don't have a job yet. Constantly, constantly. Never a, never an exciting conversation about me moving upstate of oh like that's gonna be so much fun what a fun new chapter for you and Nate I can't wait to come visit it's always the what if you can't find a job what if you don't like it there because it's not me it's them they're gonna miss me they're gonna be upset when I leave so they're projecting their fears onto my life and I get it, nothing wrong. But if I let that get to me, then I'm gonna get scared of not finding a job. And I'm gonna get scared of shaking the status quo and moving away and moving upstate. Where's a place that I really wanna go to? So I can't let the negative comments of me moving upstate to affect me. 
So whenever they say, well, what if you don't find a job? I say, I'm going to find a job. Just whoop, cuts it right off. No, I'm going to find a job. And then they have nothing else to say. Because what else can they say? If you're like, if, if you want to start your own business, well, what if your business fails? It's not going to fail. I'm going to be successful. And then what do they have to say? If you want to leave your job that you're at and find a new job, well, what if you can't find a new job? I'm going to find a new job, whether it's another company, another um, job set entirely. Don't let other people's fear of your success deter you from your success. Because guess what? Their opinions and their judgments, they're not going to pay the bills. You do. And whatever you do with your life, that's what that's what pays the bills. It's your life. You're grown. Millennials here. I, I know millennials. We don't want to say that we're, we're, we're old, but we're grown. We're in our late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a younger millennial, like I'm 94. So you're grown and it's okay to do things that you want to do and take the leap and not worry about what other people have to say. Because you know what, just as a little as my own observation, my, my parents are boomers and I always ask them if they're living their dream life and they don't really give me a straight answer. But the reason boomers have such a, um, and this is a very like broad overview of, of boomers, just from my own personal experience with my parents, they live very closed off and not emotional lives because they grew up with, you need to get the nine to five and you need to work that until you're 65 and that's it. And that was like the only option for them where millennials and Gen Z, as we're getting into adulthood, as I Gen Z's, I know you're out there, you're Gen Z's, you're, you're in your twenties too, you're in your early twenties. Um, we have the internet. So we have more opportunities to do things that our parents couldn't as boomers. And so they live a very constricting viewpoint because that's all they knew was that very constricting viewpoint of the only way you could be successful is working in nine to five and climbing that corporate ladder because that's all they had. But we don't have that anymore. We have so many more options to make a really good living and enjoy what we're doing and enjoy our lives. So yeah, they may have opinions on what you want to do. They may think it's not, um, you know, not a sturdy or stable lifestyle because they didn't, they didn't have these opportunities when they were our age. So this is very foreign to them. So if you have an idea, if you want to leave the job, if you want to move somewhere else, if you want to create a side hustle, if you want to start a whole other business and leave your nine to five, listen to Luann Jardine's episode. She gives you great ideas for it. Do it. Make a plan, right? Don't just just throw everything away. Make a plan about that transition and do it and don't worry about what other people have to say because it's what do you have to say it's your life my friends and you have the opportunity we live in a beautiful golden age here of technology and opportunity and abundance that we can create the life that we want to live but we don't because we're scared because We're in that transitional phase of thinking outside of the norm. It used to be a foreign concept, but now it's becoming very normal to have a very flexible work-life balance. We're getting there. So if people don't get it, it's because it's not for them. It's okay if they, I, I tell people all the time, it's okay if you don't get it, I get it. And that's what matters. So think about that. That's what matters. Do you get it? Do you have confidence in yourself? Do you believe in the success? Then that's all you need. That's all you need. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching 
program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. Share this with a friend who really needs to hear this right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can share it on your Instagram story and tag me in it. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.